I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? Oh, Sarah. So we have a guest today. Uh, we'll get around to him. But first, I am letting him make a decision whether or not he wants to stay on the podcast based on this story. Uh, so last week, I get a piece of mail and I open it up, think, think nothing of it. And it's a warrant for my arrest. <laughs> what? No joke. Oh, I am see on, that coming. <laughs> I know. I am on a national database. Uh, you know, I can get arrested at any time, apparently. And it's totally legit. So, yeah. Basically, long story short, four years ago, I was supposed to- <laughs> Long story <laughs> short, four years ago, I got in with the wrong people. <laughs> Right before we started the podcast. <laughs> Back in my bad days, <laughs> before I reformed myself. Um, yeah, so I backed into a car, and apparently I had a court date that I didn't show up for, and it's taken them four years to track me down. I paid my fine, whatever. But I get this notice that there's a warrant, national warrant for my arrest. Uh, yeah, and basically i just have to pay the fine it's kind of ridiculous but for a week i felt like a total badass <laughs> so this made, you am, feel, this made you feel good about yourself you're like yes bonus points i am an outlaw on the run <laughs> well okay so we're letting will decide yeah will. so if will wants to be on a podcast with a criminal that's totally up to him. Yeah, I, I, I think I should probably leave. Um, I don't want to be further incriminated into this. this <laughs> probably not the best podcast to, to come and join. But well, you're like, kind of intrigued now. You're like, bad girl. I had no idea. Well, I wonder, I do kind of, I do kind of wonder if someone's going to burst into that room you're in and just like, clap <laughs> cuff on you and cut you off. Hey, we have to keep talking awesome. so you can find out. Somebody that call not, the authorities. We know that where would Sarah not Truen. be awesome. That would not be awesome. <laughs> if I get arrested, not great. <laughs> My uh, first podcast appearance would be um, turning. I'd soon turn into a witness. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is this would go viral. So. <laughs> All of our companies would go through the roof. I'd skyrocket my personal personal brand, which is right. currently a zero. Or launch, yeah, launch your personal brand, maybe. <laughs> awesome. Okay, friends. Well, we have a guest today, and he is called Will Perry. He is from Form Form Swim. Is that the official? Yeah, it's kind of like um. So we were kind of really clever, and we decided we'd call our company a super generic name, being Form. So we kind of had to add the like swim and then smart swim goggles to mean that people could actually find us. So eventually one day when we're massive, it will hopefully just be form. But at the minute it's form swim, form smart swim goggles. That, that's us. 
<laughs> Got it. And you're like officially like you're the marketing guy. What's your official <laughs> yeah. title? I don't even know. I should know these things. No, I, I, well, titles titles are irrelevant. Definitely, it's startup. But yeah, I, I deal with marketing, communications. Um, yeah, all the fun stuff. Athletes. It's it's a good time. I have a lot of fun. Awesome. Brainstorming randomly with podcasters. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just it's just a good time. And uh, yeah, I've been involved in the world of startups now for a good eight years or so. And I haven't looked back. It's it's just every day you wake up and it's you're never checking for five o'clock. You're never kind of thinking, oh, when's you know, when's when's lunchtime? It's like, oh, I wish I had more time. There's so many things to do. So many emails I haven't responded to. That's just that's just reality. Yeah, I'm sure you both know, to be honest. You're you're not really off the clock. No, never. Yeah. <laughs> That is the downside of a startup, I'd imagine. The minute you get given your phone, it's like that, that means that just anyone can contact you at any time and that's totally fine. As long as you're not paying your phone bill, it's then like, oh, yep, you're kind of a slave to anything else at this point. <laughs> so are you, are you talking to people all over the world? Who are you talking to? I mean, you seem like a good talker. That's, you know. <laughs> I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> well um yeah i mean at the minute um so things that form yeah i mean we we launched about 16 months ago now and the thing is is like you can say that oh yeah we're just focusing on um, north america to start off with or or pigeonholing to like a certain continent or country but reality is as soon as the website's launched it's global so we're you know we're fortunate in kind of everyone that's responded to us so far everyone's buying the goggles around the world and using them i mean really the big thing for us is like getting people's minds into that paradigm shift of having now like swimming goggles with a display in and what the data while you swim can now do for you. So um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a cool kind of message and journey and product to be involved with. That's for sure. And I come from a bit of a background in like augmented reality eyewear for sports. We made ski snow goggles, ski and snowboard goggles in the past and cycling running glasses in the past. But this one is really the one where it's like, this is solving a problem for swimmers. Look, finding a pace clock's not always super easy. Having watches, yes, they can be great in some cases, but while you're swimming, it's like you can't see it. So that's where I'm excited with, with this in particular is, uh, is just what you get delivered in real time and how we can change swimming because of that. I love yeah, that, like I... augmented reality. I feel like I just heard like a, I don't know, like a term that I should know. Like it's, like not, it's not like virtual reality goggles. No, that's right. <laughs> like, yeah. I want virtual reality goggles that make me a better swimmer in my mind. <laughs> well, I mean, but hey. One step down from that, we have augmented reality goggles. <laughs> yeah, and that's us. So like you, you have your data there, but you can also see straight through it. Whereas virtual reality is like you're encased in a little box over your head. You're sitting on your couch. I mean, hey, have you ever done, have you ever had an experience with virtual reality? There's this kind no. of like, no no so there's there's this like um one experience that i did that genuinely was terrifying is like it's like one of them that you walk into this like little elevator you get booted up to the top of this super tall building in your little headset you're standing up too you're not sitting down at this point and then the elevator door opens and you walk out there's just like a plank in front of you and you're like 20 20 stories up on a building and there's just like a plank. And then you look down and you're like, oh, if I jump off this thing, I'm going to die. And you actually like doing that, you're terrified. Like I personally was terrified. Mm -hmm. I could not physically tell my brain to like jump off the plank. It was uh, the scariest thing. So we're not that, fortunately. <laughs> yeah, I, I have tried them. So I, I got a pair 
it was too cold to try them in open water, but I warned them in the pool. Yeah. And so I grew up swimming and we just have the pace clock. You know, I kind of turned my nose up at the people who were, no offense to anybody listening, the watches in the pool. I'm like, oh, I, do I really want the data? I have a, I have the pace clock right there, but they're actually, they're really cool. Um, I'm not sponsored by form, just putting that out there. Uh, and I thought it'd be really distracting, but it, it's not, it's just another piece of data in the same way that like, if you are down in your bars on the TT bike, you, ha- you just, you tune into your power at the moment without it being overriding uh, all your other senses. So it's, it is really interesting. Um, yeah, for sure. Mi- minus the lack of wound detection, but whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're 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 hoping to address that for you because uh, it sounds like a non-serious feature, but it's a pretty serious feature, and we feel like we could roll this out to other wildlife out there as well. I mean, uh, <laughs> there's so what? many wildlife obstacles when you're in the open water. I mean, <laughs> well, and also you know, pedal craft. Standard paddle boards, there's oh, all yeah. sorts out there. I, th- I think uh, there is, there are actually like dangerous things, like being out on the, if you're in the open water. If so, you know, like when when I'm in my car and like it tells me when there's like where the other cars are, right, on the screen, right, yeah. and it's like it can you could have that where it's like it can tell you if you're about to like hit a stand up paddle <laughs> border or like a sailboat is about to ram you in the face. Well, I, I have a story. Uh, so. <laughs> I was swimming open water in the Boulder Reservoir years ago, and I hear this blood-curdling scream behind me. Uh, and Mary Beth L somehow had hit a sailboat, so we all had seen the sailboat going around. Somehow she just went straight into it. She was so bruised up, like I felt terrible for her. But it was just such a ludicrous thing. You think. You're not gonna miss a massive sailboat, but somehow she ran straight into it. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I think of. She needed she needed See? the object uh, detection, detection system. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you know, four. I do find it like absolutely uncanny how like both humans and the craft that's out there are like magnets towards each other. It's like literally there's this <laughs> reservoir. How on earth on this reservoir have you managed to hit one another? There's literally so much space that that you always hear stuff like that. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm glad we've been able to um, bring together this great information for you. If you could take that, you can take this back to your CEO and be like, (laughs) Sarah and Sarah just came up with the best idea. (laughs) Loon detection system uh, spilling out into obviously any craft or wildlife detection system. I think it's a winner. (laughs) You would have to turn it off though, because in a race when they're all the people around, (laughs) You wouldn't want the sensors going crazy. They're like, this is just a race. It's normal. There are other. <laughs> That's an me. optional feature. Like, <laughs> yeah. when, some, have. Yeah. when someone like boots you in the face or scratches right. you or whatever, just it's like part of normal up and water swimming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, use it in the pool. <laughs> so, if, like, so if you're about to like hit the swimmer in front of you, or like you know, sometimes people bump heads in the pool. Yeah. Go in the wrong direction. So <laughs> I've seen it happen. People <laughs> don't understand the like. In the public uh, swimming, Sarah, I know you're in danger of this. Someone, not not because of you, but someone doesn't understand which direction they're supposed to be going. And next thing you know, you're like clocking some old man in the head by mistake. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, okay. We, we do need to take a break to do our intro. But uh, oh, right. coming up on the show, we have a voicemail about spatching the cock, how to make the perfect latka, 
and crocheting, <laughs> crocheting tips from Will. I can't even say that seriously. We're not really talking. We're only talking about one of three of those things. Hey, Sarah, I have a riddle for you. What's refreshing, oh. great, any time of day, and super awesome? Oh my gosh, is it the If We Were Riding podcast? Oh no, wait, by the look on your face, it's not. It's <laughs> it's noon. Yes! It's noon, isn't it? Ding, ding, ding! You got the answer! Woo! Okay, friends, seriously, Noon Hydration has been a sponsor of Live Feisty and this very podcast for a couple of years. They are amazing. They are supportive. And we all get 30% off with the new code, note the new code, Live Feisty um, at noonlife.com. So use the code Live Feisty, E before I, at noonlife.com. And our regular listeners will know that If We Were Riding and All Things Feisty is proudly partnered with Orca Sportswear. For 15% off all items on orca.com, please use the code LIVEFEISTY15. And that includes the wetsuits. So good deals all around. Okay, so we had a voicemail, Sarah, from Joe in Australia. Let's listen to that. Hi, Sarah and Sarah. It's Joe Coombe from Noosa, Australia, formerly of the UK. Um, just answering your question about a spatchcock. Um, I actually did have to look it up, though. And apparently in the 17th century, it came from a term to dispatch the cock. So um, there's your answer. But I have to say, I was in the gym doing exceedingly boring rehab and you absolutely made my morning because I was literally belly laughing at the way you um, talked about spatchcocking the, um, the turkey. Hope it worked out okay. Um, <laughs> keep those kind of threads coming. It was fantastic. See ya. Oh, Joe, this, this is so good. Uh, so much information here. So, okay. I don't even, I don't know the gender of my turkey, so I don't know whether that was appropriate, whether it was actually. <laughs> Is this something potentially about a baster? Okay. <laughs> no, but I, I like your, <laughs> I like where your mind went on that. Before, okay. Well, before last week's episode, did you know what spatch, what spatch cocking was? Um, I, I must admit I did. I did. Uh, I did know it's like that's the you you split it down and squish it from the spine. Yeah. Yeah, you got so it. I'd, I had I had uh, I had heard of that technique. It's not something I've ever done, um, but I was fascinated that your butcher is called a hog hogwash. Or, I, I, <laughs> no, that's the farm. That's the, the farm. farm. Hogwash farm. <laughs> what a name for a farm. <laughs> Usually, it's like well, you know, J. B. Smith. Pigs. Well, it's usually like, you know, J.B. Smith and Sons. Yeah. But yours is called like Hogwash Farm. <laughs> they have some very, there. Very, very lovely lady with two young kids. It's great. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. I like that. Very they're wholesome. Bro- they're broken the mold. They've not just gone for like the family name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, well, like you were, okay. You've actually been a listener of the podcast for a while. Oh, long time right? listener. I yeah. like, okay. I'm super, I'm so, super curious about this because I know like, we met, you know, form eventually came on and started working with us with feisty with the, through the iron women podcast, but like you always listen to us. Did you listen to Kelly too? When she was, yes. Yeah. I mean, um, 
Definitely with Kelly, it got ranty at some point. <laughs> it got real, it got not angry, but just ranty. Slightly um, ranty. Yeah. But like, too, Will. It, gets, <laughs> it, gets, it can get a little ranty here, too. What I, what I appreciate now in the evolution of it has, has been the kind of out, outrageous kind of tangents. Um, <laughs> and the one, the one of the ones I particularly loved was the whole. Uh, it was the whole um, raccoon episode. And I actually Which wanted- Which one? Well, <laughs> there's, there's been at least five raccoons. But this is the thing. I actually, I think I must've missed the episode where I, I uh, like it, conclu- it concluded. So I don't know how it concluded. Did what you, the conclusion- Did conclusion. you hear the episode, <laughs> the cuckoo, raccoon conclusion? Did, did you hear the episode <laughs> where I like gave an update just for you? Oh no. You missed I that missed one? that. <laughs> oh, I was literally like, this is for Will. I have an update about Betty, who was the, who's the raccoon. <laughs> oh, I feel, I'm going to have to go find oh, it. I'm going to go back through the archives now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, so I've eventually to like, I don't think we ever concluded it. I think that my raccoon just like didn't, like she stopped coming by. I suspect her babies, like- yeah left the nest or whatever was going on there <laughs> whatever they raccoons have, do they sold their property they moved to a better neighborhood that's right. like, <laughs> they probably did yeah. i get it no that's oh well i mean maybe maybe next spring i i don't i have no idea about raccoon hibernation patterns or how they live but maybe next spring they might be back <laughs> maybe maybe they'll be like a whole the whole family will come by my window <laughs> if they do that's, i'll take a video for you i Honestly, it would be it would be great to see kind of the next evolution of this story. It's it's definitely not done. I think there's more to come. Nice. I was oh. trying to remember like when you and I first met. I think I came to uh, Yeah, I think you're in Vancouver. To the um, Forum headquarters. Yeah, the world headquarters of Forum. Yes. Um, where yeah, second floor in a building in Yale Town. And uh you probably were, yeah, like in awe of our sparkling water tap that we have in the office. It was um, actually, it was like, it was actually amazing to me. I'm like, oh, this is what happens when like you have a proper startup with like funding and stuff. Like, there's like the, here, Will thought you would be unimpressed. And you're like, man, yeah, I was this like, is, this is big this time. Is way better than my like <laughs> office in my cabin. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, for sure. It's um, no, I mean, at the moment, obviously, we've all been at home for a, a number of months now. Um, yeah, and we're based in Vancouver, so not far from you in Victoria there. But um, uh, yeah, we have we have a great office uh, downtown, which is awesome. But um, yeah, you came by and we kind of I mean, one thing that I was super interested in was like Iron Women initially. And then if we're riding um, once I began to learn more about that and uh, and and yeah, we wanted to get involved with. Um, I'm women in particular because we were kind of looking around, um, you know, the podcasts that are out there and things going on in the world of triathlon and, and really kind of in terms of when we met, like it really aligned as to what, you know, journey you've been on, what you've been looking to promote. And that's something that I figured, yeah, I want to be involved in that too. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it was awesome to have you come by. Most of our meetings are kind of the same. It gets, it's about like 10 minutes of seriousness and then 50 minutes to 
75 minutes of off the wall craziness. Um, I remember one meeting earlier this year where you literally just like spitballed ideas for my business, <laughs> like, at, at, like nothing to do with our partnership at all, really. And I just sat there and wrote stuff down. Like, I was just <laughs> like, good? this is amazing. Oh yeah. Good ideas too. Like, well, I, I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you end up using them, then that's great. I, I'm all about it. Like, yeah. I mean, um, one of them's got to stick, right? That's the rule of like throwing stuff against the wall. <laughs> so, yeah, I would like, oh, actually, since you both have startups, I would like your opinion on something. This is not in the show no- list, whatever. We're going on tangents. <laughs> We're we'll not love talking tangents. about crocheting yet. So. We're not, <laughs> so, okay. <clears throat> Somebody very close to me, shall we say, has started a coffee roasting company. But it's not really a company. It's more of a, you know, I just want to roast beans and kind of cover expenses and I'll, you know, like put beans up and people will buy them. I'm like, okay, this sounds good. How do you get the word out? Well, people will just kind of find it. Like, because <laughs> secret is part of the name where he doesn't want to spread the word too much because, you know, this is just something that's underground. So I'm like, okay, I understand you want to keep it small, but how do you have a secret company? <laughs> yeah, well, and I both, this- like, do marketing. Like, like the idea of a secret, the secret <laughs> underground company is not hard. The, the objectives of the company and, like, what, what you want the company to do, they're, they're kind of a bit out of whack, I think. Like... <laughs> You need to get them aligned first. Like, so how do you spread the word about a secret company? It's basically. <laughs> I mean, hey, you can. I mean, there are ways for sure. You could continue just hyping this great product that you have that no one can actually get, and just be like, "It's so great! It's so great!" There's like six people that can have it, and they all say it's great. Yeah. But the rest then, of you, tough luck. <laughs> but then, but then it's not making it secret anymore if I'm talking about it. Well, as long as you don't drop the name or where you can buy it from, then I think Ooh. you're okay. And okay. where are you? Okay, so sorry. If it's a secret, though, where are you even doing this talking in the first place? Like, are you like, there's no, like, there's no. It's is there a website, Sarah? Is there that like, is a great point. Well, happening? there there is an Instagram page, and I okay. believe there are 13 followers. Um, <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. I, think they're mostly family <laughs> what you've got to hope is is that well I, I actually yeah this is a tough one because now there's 13 people do you want them 13 people to continue talking about it but not mention anything about it or do you want them 13 to kind of hype it up some more and kind of get the name out there but then you're going to get more followers so do you want the more followers or well, do you want the 13 think, to be the I one think- I think the goal is to be able to, you know, at least sell these. And it's not, it's not a big company yet, but still you need to get eyeballs. So I yeah. just feel like it's a, it's a failure of the strategy to have a secret company. It's not, it's not like a recommended <laughs> marketing <Not> recommended. strategy. <laughs> like it, it is, it is, and it isn't. Like I like where Will was going with like, <laughs> you talk about it being secret or you hype right, it up before right. it's available. Like, you gotta hype it up. with some kind of plan to eventually make it available. Like, the, yeah. it's like a hype, that would be like a hype plan, right? Right. But without that hype plan, like if it's just secret 
full stop. <laughs> you don't, you well, don't actually have a company. You're just roasting coffee for yourself and your friends. Yeah. Well, I think, I think he just, he wants to, uh, keep his name out of it because he, as he gets, you know, better, like it's part of the process for him that he just wants to like be this total badass roaster by the time he does it full time. Yeah. Yeah. But you also need to cover expenses. You need to sell the beans. You need to get feedback. I I don't know. I think people like to be taken along with the journey too. So it doesn't Mm. matter. It doesn't even matter if you're, you know, not the, not the expert or people might like what you do to it now that might not be like considered expert. It might be, it might be like kind of weird, but it's like, it could end up with an awesome product. Oh, that's, so that's an interesting point that when you get the people who are early adopters, they really, they like to see the evolution yeah. in the brands. Now, have you, have both of you seen that with what you've done? Like the people who've gotten on board early are just psyched to see oh. the company growing and everything. Well, it's a double-edged sword because, huh. because if they get in early and then you make changes, they're like, oh, I liked it when it was early. But then you also need to kind of keep pushing it all along as well. So it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, you probably experienced that to yourselves. That like when you have something good and you get a bunch of people hooked on it and then kind of tweak it or change it a bit. And then it's like, oh, well, it's not like it used to be. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a complicated one. But um, I think if you keep the core of, you know, your value or your offering the same, then you can still kind of make, make tweaks around the edge or change things to get new people in kind of thing at the same time. Yeah. Do I have you know the, the podcast company Gimlet? Yeah. You're familiar with Gimlet? Okay. So like they just recently, recently, like in the last couple of years sold to Spotify. Um, but like he started like the, their founder basically started with a podcast called startup where he created a podcast about creating a podcast company. And that podcast became so popular. Like it just, it became that like for a long time, it was their premier podcast until they, they started to like they, until they grew, they actually got funding and started to take on bigger things, but, but like pre-funding, like it's literally like these, have you guys listened to it? No. You know what I'm talking about? I've listened to shows like created by them, but not like, not reply all and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He's literally doing like these, he recorded these conversations like with him and his business partner, or even just like him and his wife talking about like whether he should go forward and whether he should do it. Um, and she's like bringing up all these like really great questions where he's just like, yeah, so excited. He's going to do this. And she's like, wait a minute, like reel it in, you know? Um, I- and like these really hard conversations about their family and what they're risking. And like, it was actually, it actually was really interesting and well done. Um, I-, I do love, I love people that do do that because um, yeah, you're never kind of seeing how the sausage is made like it all looks all great like on the outside but seeing like the days where it gets tough or the days where there's like big successes it's it's awesome but uh also more like um really tough like really tough is the the downside of that so yeah like the fact that like it was all put out there for everyone to see it's like mm-hmm. really yeah kudos for them for, like recording it all and kind of being brave enough to share that totally. mm. i would watch the coffee equivalent of that Oh yeah. Like <laughs> if that's of any interest. The good the good bruise, the bad bruise. <laughs> <laughs> we could do like Liv Feisty could produce like the, like some like the Instagram page and like some mini videos. We could do reels nice. about it. And then Will can come in with all the copy and all the good taglines. <laughs> the day the day the beans were burnt. Like tragedy. The day the beans were burnt. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but also no, no one would know the name. It'd have to be called something like, I don't know, the, the, you know, the XX Coffee Company or something. Like you can't disclose the name. It's, it's not allowed. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, there, there have been some other coffee companies that have done that where they'll call themselves like anonymous coffee, something along those lines. And then when they actually launch as a brand, they they have a fully fledged brand behind them. But it's just kind of like a I can't even I can't even imagine what the equivalent would be for most businesses. Like you would have kind of wonky goggles for a while. goggles with the wrong information on the screen or just (laughs) one no just one show up but without any display it's like oh i got normal ones (laughs) do i do i still have to charge them (laughs) wait a minute this looks very sleek and like it doesn't actually doesn't look like there's anything going on push off and there's like zero tracking (laughs) awesome Oh, I love it. Okay, so Will, last year I want to talk about Kona too. Like, oh, Kona. Last year in Kona, so Will and I'm sorry, your colleague, the swimmer. Oh, Scott. Yeah, Scott. two-time two-time Olympian Scott. I mean, two-time Olympian Scott. Yeah. What was so Sarah just made these arm gestures. <laughs> well, he's, he did this at the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was she was doing the doggy paddle. I was doggy paddling. <laughs> he's like an Olympic swimmer. He he, he doggy paddled quite successfully um, <laughs> for Canada. Yeah, he's, no, Scott's great. Um, he's he's a breaststroker, but he's about geez, I don't know his height. Six four, six five. Um, yeah, he's tall and he's got like his wingspan was like insane yeah it's he's he's a big guy i mean j- jokingly like the, actually weirdly we're staying obviously in the same accommodation block and they had yeah. like i don't know if you ever went to the pool uh out there but we went <laughs> one night you you guys had no time you were just like flat out <laughs> go, go, go. Like, so they were literally like staying like i don't know yours your place was like was it on the same level uh, how did we figure out we we're staying in the same place oh you saw our feisty I saw ride. your magnet on the car the feisty ride <laughs> yes yeah. see it's worth something the magnet on the car yeah and then they thought- would show up with like beers and like pineapple stuffies and stuff. yeah that's was, awesome it was it was awesome it was like a totally fortuitous thing but um little did we know that we yeah I think we checked in the same day checked out and we're on the same level so it became like form and form feisty hq for kona <laughs> i knew like i i knew that it was like the perfect pairing when like he will was like pu- putting on his personal story like he found a pineapple outside on the yeah. <laughs> side where we parked the, and it was and kind it of was, like a, it was a bit of a mashed up one yeah. kind of like it was juicy an overused pineapple. yeah yeah it done a good like eight interviews or something that day but um to go back it. to the pool scott would do yeah, like pool. He'd just do a push off and like I think one stroke and then that was it. He's completely <laughs> like, like level unlocked. It's like why hotel pools are no good for actual swimmers. Like. <laughs> yeah, one stroke then flip turn. I mean, it wouldn't <laughs> make for efficient training. <laughs> yeah, but um, oh Kona. I mean, you know, obviously everyone we're all missing it this year. But uh, last year was actually my first Kona. But obviously, first Kona with oh. form we just launched. But first Kona for me in terms of like being there during race week, 
Um, what so, did you think? Like, what were your first impressions? Did oh, you, what I you mean, expected? oh, geez, that's a good question. Um, the, the thing that blew me away about it, it's kind of why I love road cycling too, is um, just the access to the athletes and the whole community. It's like, you know, you, you, everyone is within touching distance or you can have a conversation or see them at their breakfast. And it's like you, most sports, most sporting events, like you never get that closeness to your heroes. And uh, so from that perspective, I thought it was like pretty fascinating. And uh, that, that definitely like, I think exceeded or exceeded expectations there for me. It was just super cool that that's how the sport is set up. Um, yeah. And then in terms of the, uh, the whole build up through race week and getting to the race itself. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, for you is in the media side of things. I mean, we caught, caught up with you a couple of times and you're just flat out bouncing around all over the place. And I think that's the other, that was the other cool elements. Like you could end up in all these different houses, all these different things, seeing, you know, whether that was like GTN or going to like a Vegas sponsorship thing or the Zwift thing up on the hill. It was I think that element is cool that you're kind of like hunting down all the cool things going on. And of, of course you can't always make all of them, but you're just hoping to like pick the right ones and be at the coolest place to be and that sort of thing. Well, I'm hoping to convert Sarah over to the like live coverage side of Kona. Cause it's, it's like way more fun there. Having been on both sides of this, it's way more mean? fun to be in Kona. Convert like me. Convert you from, from race, from racing Kona, which oh. wants to do that. Yeah. Terrible idea. I don't know. Will's making it sound really exhausting to be on the media side. I kind of <laughs> want to be on Will's side. He's describing <laughs> taking photos of mashed up pineapples <laughs> and hanging out in the pool and going to events. Finding the best spot for, finding the best spot for poke. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I got you. I'm hanging out with Will because <laughs> your whole Kona trip sounds just as exhausting as being an athlete. <laughs> it is what? very exhausting, but it's more fun. Than his? His sounds pretty Not awesome. Not than Will's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. The, the one downside to ours is like the, the time at the booth, like the expo time. But mm. honestly, too, it's kind of cool because you're, you're we, you know, obviously in the expo, we're not the most attractive slot. We're kind of buried away near the back because we're not, you know, the headline sponsor or whatever. But um, it's kind of getting people, capturing those people who come by and then for us with our product, for instance, like seeing the wow moment of someone seeing it and it's like, whoa, this, this thing exists. Like that's where that makes the expo day a, a bit fun, funner. But certainly those expo days get long. I think the first one was like, I don't know, nine till eight at night or something after prey donations. But, um, you know, honestly, yeah, I, I uh, can't complain. You go for a nice swim out to the coffee boat. Um, you're seeing dolphins out there. You're, you know, going to get a nice brunch at like daylight mine or whatever like it's a good time you're being kicked I, out of after parties yeah <laughs> yeah the after, <laughs> the after i mean that's a whole other thing you see once it rolls around to race day and you know you're then seeing like everyone do battle um and and after that all concludes um you know yes like the majority of people scuttle off into the night they're absolutely exhausted they're done um then i think yeah next day is all is next day award ceremony or that night? Yeah. No, it's the next day. And so if you stick around then, then it's kind of, it's kind of neat. Obviously we were doing like pack down on all the rest of it, but then got to evening time. I was like, well, yeah, I'm not invited to this thing, but you know, surely there's no harm if I just show up. And then you see kind of all these people who are just like 
giving absolutely everything yesterday. They're at the like pinnacle of the sport. They're in the best condition of their life. And then they're like necking like 15 pints or <laughs> doing shots of Sambuca well, or something. <laughs> wait, necking, necking? I normally, like, I, I thought that was an old fashioned term for like making out. Oh. <laughs> it's also an English term for like downing. downing oh, okay. Downing a pint. Yeah. Like in the 50s, people talk about necking. <laughs> is, is, am I well, right? I mean, maybe right. there was some, maybe there was necking too. I mean, I don't, I don't. <laughs> you don't know what the pros get up to after the race. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, yeah, I wasn't keeping tabs, but um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was quite definitely like, I remember there was some surreal moments um, walking from uh, where we were down to um, across kind of where Lava Java is down to some other place. And then little did I know, I was like walking next to um, Lucy Charles and I was like, this is surreal. This is like, here's, here's, here's Lucy Charles, like, you know, everyone knows who Lucy Charles is. And then now she's, you know, Reese and whoever, beer in hand or drink in hand, walking down to another club. And it's just, yeah, it's just a surreal thing. So I'd recommend sticking around that extra day and uh, don't go to bed early that night. Sarah, did you go to the after party? I, last year I didn't. Um, I was so fried. We ended up going out on a manta ray boat, but the year before, oh, the year before, uh, I definitely ended. Yeah, and then we went to another one. I definitely ended up hanging out with Lucy as well. She <laughs> she knows how to party. That girl. Uh, yeah, the wadi party was so much fun. I did a lot of dancing. I put Ben to bed, and then I went out partying. It was great. Ooh, good. Yeah. Work. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> okay. I, th- I, I think the 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 end of the night. I was walking out and I saw Alistair Brownlee sat down on the grass and he was absolutely done for it. And I was just like, wow, that's like a, is he double, triple Olympic champion? It's like, wow, he's there. And then I remember wandering, wandering off into the darkness with Joe Skipper and uh, he'd had a few, few too many beers as well. So I was like, Hey, it's a good time. And obviously it's like your end of end of season blowout. So why not go big? Okay, yeah. It's a question fun. for you both. Who is your favorite pro to get drunk with? <laughs> oh, Oh, someone you've been at a party with that you're like that was fun Rini's fun yeah Rini would be your choice yeah, uh, well I don't know I I don't I'm not gonna pick a favorite but she 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 knows how to fun, have fun Sarah it's funny you said that because Rini was my first choice too but I, I okay. have a very close close second choice so oh. but I want to hear Will's first I think for me um and this is just because I've seen him seen him in action um, well, actually, no, geez, I'm being rubbish and having too many picks, but definitely Joe is a good time. He's a fun guy. He's a networker. He likes chatting and having fun. Will Clark definitely can, can, can get the drinks down him um, and have a good time. But I'd also be really intrigued um, to, see, uh, to see what um, Sam Long is like at a party. <laughs> New on the scene. Don't really know too much about it's him, like but future, future, like want to be drunk with list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just seen a couple of like YouTube clips, and I'm interested by Sam Long. <laughs> I love it. I was gonna say Leanda Cave. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, the year before, so the year before that that Wadi Inc party, when it was still over across the street at uh, Java on the Rocks or whatever, like they, that used to be where the after party was, like every single year. They call it huggos in the evening. That's what it is. Um, and I remember like a friend of Leanda's had like got married that day and was like in a wedding dress at the party and it rained like torrential rain. So we were like 
like our hair was soaking wet. We were like kind of dressed nicer than we normally dress. Like we weren't wearing our sports gear anymore. Just like mascara. Like I know this like this this like woman is bride like this bride's bridal gown. Leanne, uh, me and a fourth person that I cannot recall. We're like dancing in this pouring rain when everybody was like hiding in their side, like hiding under the covers, you know, like, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you guys picture it? Like under, like, yeah. under like yeah. a pagoda or something? There's like covered tables and the bar is covered. So everybody was like going to where the shelter was. And we were like, fuck it. We're just going to like dance in the rain. And we just like went. That's for awesome. It. Um, yeah. That <laughs> was the only- seems like fun. Yeah, yeah, not the only like reserve I've had with yes, but then that's what it is. If but that's that's kind of like Rennie too. Those are the fun people to party with because mm-hmm. it's like a, a switch flips, and you're like, oh, this is the other side of you. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like a, like a lot of, I mean, Sarah, we haven't been drunk together, so I can't really comment on your like. I don't think we have, have we? Have I forgotten no. about that too? Because <laughs> no, I, I we feel like we I've forgotten all of like my. <laughs> forgotten, like, <laughs> everything I should remember. We'll make it happen someday, Sarah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's good. But like, yeah, it's totally, it's like that serious athlete thing, like where it's like someone's so focused and like, you might know them in training or have done some training sessions with them. And then like, suddenly it's over and they're like, like game on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like the early days for me of short course racing, uh, there was a pretty strong party scene. So especially like the Aussies and the Brits would re- oh the French were a bit crazy too would really throw down, I and because I too just it's it's very intense lifestyle and everything like more so I think than Iron Man, um, in part because it's hard to have life balance, so just like the switch would flip, and yeah people would go bananas. Uh, it was always really interesting to see because like you know most of the time you have the blinders on you're super serious it was it is fun to be around (laughs) I think that's what makes that after party in Kona so fun because Mm. you have like that switches for like tons of and and amateur athletes as well yeah yeah their race for probably most of the year as well yeah um just suddenly like the next day out out to party Um, yeah so I I think because ITU skews a lot younger Mm. you get a lot more craziness Oh, interesting. <laughs> 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 it like You're on the fire uh, with ITU. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know what I'm talking about. I don't need to go to, whereas like, you know, you get into your 30s plus and you're a bit more settled down in life, generally. Like, you know, less, less likely to do dumb stuff. <laughs> you still have fun at the after party but it's yeah well i mean i oh, guess I your 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 coner after parties didn't end up as bad as mine was because I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I ended up missing all the rides back to our end of town and had to walk home i didn't get back till about 4 a.m oh yeah i forgot about that why didn't we give you a ride home i think and- i just oh! Oh. Sarah, we were like as far away down Alihi as they're like we're like we were literally in the last like condos before it goes into like just no man's land the, yeah like <laughs> the highway going wherever to volcano Riddle. or whatever like yeah mm-hmm. and uh yes yeah, so that was a long walk back under the moonlight there's like no no street lights so it's kind of like oh I mean luckily there was not much traffic obviously at that time of night but uh 
I think, yeah, got back at four, had to make the plane at nine. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Wow. Okay, so never mind. I take it back. Will knows how to party, too. <laughs> I question uh, your decision-making skills, though. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to hold in my stories for another day because I feel they make me look bad. Although I will say one time, like I do remember my sister like seriously damaging both of her knees because the floor was super slippery and like some dodgy, <laughs> some dodgy, the bathrooms in some dodgy place. And then, um, oh, I, I remember, I remember puking. Oh, thieving of signs, like, you know, banners. This is stuff. in Kona? Oh, yeah. I've been going to Kona since... Like since I was actually in my twenties <laughs> and doing stupid shit, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear these stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna have to talk about it another. I'm just time, giving I you think. the highlights, real. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, okay, let's take another break, um, and then when we come back, we're gonna do I Rock because with Will. If we were riding is a live feisty media production. Sarah and I are truly and grossly thankful for our sponsors, Noon Hydration, Form Swim, and Orca Sportswear. Join the conversation by following us on all the socials at If We Were Riding on Instagram and Facebook, or send me a voice memo to Sarah with no H at livefeisty.com. Also, leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Remember that time we were ranked like number... 206th best sports podcast in the Czech Republic yeah that was thanks to you so leave us a review we can't wait to ride with you next week hey Sarah have you seen those new form smart swim goggles you know the ones that have the display right on the goggle so you can see like in real time how fast you're going and your heart rate and stuff yeah, I have seen them, and I'm really interested because they just added a an open water feature, which is terrific because you can go from the pool to open water and still be able to have those same metrics as you swim. Yeah, I mean, knowing how fast you're going in open water in real time is um, totally amazing. So I think it's going to revolutionize swim training. Absolutely. And if they add like a, a loon detection device to it, I'm sold. Done. Hey, so don't worry, Will. We won't make you go first. We always make Sarah go first. What? No way. Nice. Not this time. Not this time, Sarah. You get to go first. Oh, man. Okay. We need to think about We needed We. I should have. I gave you the heads up. It was on the run list. Well, both of you knew this was going to happen, <laughs> that you were going to have to tell us why you rock. Oh, jeez. Uh... Okay. I'm going to do mine. Okay. Okay. I rock because I actually put up Christmas decorations this year. They're a little bit lame, but my 10 year old is very happy. December 2nd is really early. I know. I know. I, f- I feel like this year, everyone's like the neighborhood around me. It was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, decorations were going up. Yeah. It was right around the time. Like we got here in BC, like we had, we just recently had new sets of rules, right. Um, in the, on the shutdowns, right. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I don't know about you two. I've, I've been at home pretty much this whole time. So I don't even know what's real outside anymore. Totally. I think people just were like, can we put up decorations yet, please? It will make us happy. 
to everybody put them up early yeah it was like oh, a, gosh. it was like um i know you're talking about like um those lamps that keep you happy um i think everyone used the christmas decorations as their lamps <laughs> well that that's my irock because i have done since our podcast last week i have not just been doing it every day but i've been tracking it with emojis <gasps> Oh my gosh, Sarah, give us, oh, I can see the, okay, Sarah's showing me the emojis on the video. Yep. Okay, let's uh-huh. tell us what your emoji faces are for each of the days that you use this. Uh, the, we we have another week before the research is complete. Okay, and then so after week one. Oh, so wait, 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 we don't even get an update? We have to wait. Um, It's kind of a mix. Okay. Plus, like last Thursday was, you know, chef hat person. So I don't know how relevant that is, but that's the mood I was in. I was in chefing mode because it was oh, like. Chef. <laughs> that's the emoji. <laughs> the, the SAD lamp made me good at cooking. <laughs> well, we can't Excellent say that's. Talking. Yeah, causation is not correlate or cor- wait, correlation is not causation. Right. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. So. I did my happy lamp and I was in chef mode, but we don't know that the two are linked. <laughs> was was chef mode anything to do with coffee too? Or is, is that two separate things? Two, two separate. There is coffee every day. Okay. Uh, generally with happy light now. And yeah. No, chef mode was American Thanksgiving. Nice. So to, to make a, okay. So to make a correlation, does, are you happy when you're cooking? uh it depends on the day okay <laughs> i thought you might go with like depends on the output because that would oh. certainly be the case for me like if i made something good then yeah that's awesome but if it turns out a disaster then not so much <laughs> i guess it it fills a, a need right we have biological need to eat so that makes me happy <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I feel like we've said this whole podcast that i haven't even asked you this but like how did the spatch cocking go like oh yeah was it was were your outcomes good it was a delicious turkey <laughs> i am a huge fan of of buttermilk spatch cocker let's leave that what sides do you have with that? Um, we had we had uh, let's see cranberry sauce and some kale salad and um some delicata squash. Um, it's, all about I, how, it's all about how you dress up your spatchcock. I think it's well, totally about. What- what you have beside your spot. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not going there. We're not going. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Moving along. Will, tell us why you rock. Oh, I rock. Um, I rock because, uh, geez, I don't know. Um, I feel like I'm, this is horribly on brand, but it's because I'm actually going to go swimming in a minute. Um, <laughs> but that's been a big deal. And uh, I haven't done a lot of swimming and my local rec pool has like recently opened up, but I wanted to get into this tangential story. It's not too tangential, but like when I jump it, like I've recently moved to this new area and um, the other weekend, it was nice enough to like want to go out and go explore and kind of see what was going on. 
And one of the little streams next to the rec center is actually a place where like salmon come back upstream, cool. like drop their eggs, but then like sadly pass away. But mm. it always makes me think when I'm in the pool there that like my, like we literally probably know more than 50 meters away in terms of proximity to pool to this little stream when I'm in the pool. And my swimming performance right now is very much like a dead salmon. So dying, come on. I, yeah, it's like a, a dying. <laughs> you laid your eggs, you're dying. You're not I'm dead yet. I'm a decaying <laughs> salmon just hanging on for dear life. That's uh, that's what my swimming is at the moment. So I rock because I'm going to try and get beyond that level of like terrible decaying salmon. <laughs> so the bar is high. The bar has been set high on, on your swimming goals. <laughs> Yeah, the other day I, I bike past it and I just saw like ducks like pecking them. And I was like, oh, it's, you know, I get it's a cycle of life, but it seemed like a couple of cheap shots, just these little ducks like pecking at these <laughs> decaying sounds. It's very Canadian. <laughs> it's a very Canadian experience. And then the fact that you're thinking about that while you're swimming. Oh, yeah. Might because I suggest it's so some close. positive visualization. Yeah. Instead of imagining yourself as a dying salmon, yeah. imagine yourself as a. Um, I don't know, a fast-moving loon or a manatee <laughs> a or sailboat. a whale. A fast-moving manatee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, again, I could be the slow-moving manatee. But I'll any, channel, any living uh, creature now would be better than the dying salmon. Yeah. I don't think manatees are fast. No? What's their max speed? I have I no still idea. Think, <laughs> I still think versus a dying creature. I, yeah, that's I'd, a good point. I'd rather be a, a living, thriving manatee. Any <laughs> yeah, day. I mean, honestly, they're really just hanging on in the current, and then when the elastic band <laughs> snaps, they're just, just gone. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. So today, when you go to the pool after this podcast, yeah. visualize non-dying animals. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. That's Spot our on. pro advice for you. Pro <laughs> advice. Like, take it from us. We both, yeah. you know. We- <laughs> Visualization pro, pro yeah. tips. Yeah. And uh, one for your audience is to find out the max speed of a manatee, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Let us know, people. <laughs> if anyone knows any- anything at all about manatees, we'll take that information. <laughs> all right. Thanks for wasting another perfectly good hour with us uh, and with Will. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, visualize non dying animals if you get the opportunity to swim. None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We're reaching the top We're reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top